Hey everyone, today we have a great episode with the micropreneur. His name is Ignacio from Spain, and we talked to him about building businesses in Estonia. He was self-employed in Spain, and if you have anything to do with Spain, you know how complicated it is, how much tax you have to pay, and fees, and it's just a pain in the neck. So Ignacio looked to starting his business in Estonia instead, and now his business consists of helping other people set up their business in Estonia, and he has several of his businesses that are based there. So we dug really deep into how he does this, why, and how much does it cost. Very interesting. He also tells us about his amazing entrepreneurial life, digital nomad, traveling the world. So yeah, pretty cool. And yeah, so if you ever think of starting a business, Estonia is always a great option. And this episode covers uh, how to do that. Cool. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Erminta, and Matthias. So, welcome to our new episode with Ignacio, the micropreneur from Spain, I guess, but you're living everywhere. So, um, hello, Ignacio. Hello. Hello. Nice to be here. <laughs> and with me, there's my co-host, Araminta. Say hello, hello again. Hello. And yeah, today we want to talk about Ignacio's life, his business in Estonia and what you all can learn from it. So first of all, who is Ignacio? Can you maybe please say a few words about you, where you come from, what you're doing, how old you are maybe and, and stuff like that. What's your background? Okay, I'm Michael from Spain. Actually, it's hard to describe myself. I will say, I don't know if you know the, the work of Emily Wapnik and he, uh, her How to Be Everything book. It's very cool. And, and it's like she talks about multi-potentialites. So I guess I'm, I would like to describe myself as one of them because I've made like a lot of stuff in my life. Like I've been a developer, an entrepreneur, a digital nomad and everything in between. I know that there's a book in Germany. Can you say again who's the author of the book? The book is called uh, How to Be Everything ah. by, I think it's called uh, Emily uh, Wapnik. Mm -hmm. There's a similar book in, in Germany. It's for scanner personalities. I have heard that for people who are interested in mul multiple things and yes, who profit from that, but also have some, it has also some downsides, I guess, that you're not going too deep in, into something. So very cool to, to have you on, Ignacio uh, from Spain. I am also living in Spain at the moment in Barcelona. So it's, it's nice to talk to someone else who lives in this sunny little country. And yeah, so what we really want to focus on in this episode is Estonia. Because we hear a lot in the digital nomad world, in the business building online world, that it's great to build a business in Estonia for several reasons. So, and you, you're an expert on this, your business focuses on helping people achieve that. So I want to ask you, why Estonia? Why should I build my online business in Estonia? Convince me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know that since Estonia, you know, get independence from, from the USSR and their way of, you know, uh, integrating into Europe and getting rid of that Soviet past was to digitalize all their administration and and they progressively made every single thing that you can do in Estonia you can do it online 
So they build this very awesome digital administration. And the last step of this digitalization process was to uh, create this digital nation, the e-residency program that virtually allows every entrepreneur from all over the world, in spite of your nationality or citizenship or country of residence, to have a, a found a company in Estonia and, and manage that company completely online. So that's super awesome for digital nomads or entrepreneurs who move regularly or who want to gain like a geographic independence. Nice. So anyone in the world, you don't have to be European, right? So anyone in the world can mm -hmm. build a business in Estonia. And could you walk us through a bit how what that process looks like? How do I get started? How do I build that business starting in Estonia? Yeah, sure. The first thing you need to do is to sign up for the C residency program. And the residency program, the main goal of the residency program, so to speak, maybe to found a company but it's not the only the only reason why you will be a, an e-resident or become an e-resident you can uh, once you become an e-resident you have this digital id this uh, id who allows you uh, that allows you to sign uh, documents that are legally valid so you have like an identity that allows you to access the estonian administration this process requires you to sign up at the estonian government website and it, it's 100 euros and takes approximately like four, three, four weeks total. And once you have your uh, e-residency ID, you are able to access this Estonian administration. And one of the more, you know, the, the coolest thing that you can probably do with this identity of yours is uh, to open a company in Estonia. And so the tax is the same, right? It's still 20%. The biggest benefit really is just to be able to do everything digital. Is there any times like that I will have to go to Estonia to do anything or can I just do this from anywhere in the world? Well, the, the, the main, so to speak, benefit or the main advantage is the ability to far beyond doing everything online, which is cool. It's that the Estonian government actually understands digital nomads, so they don't expect you to go to Estonia or to uh, be there physically or have their uh, residency or even a, a fixed address. You can do everything online and that's super cool. Also, the, the tax system is very unique, even though it's quite similar to uh, any other European country in terms of taxes. It's not it's no, uh, tax heaven or something like that. It's very European. There's this unique taxation system that basically only taxes uh, your company when you distribute salaries or dividends. So as long as you reinvest in the company or the money gets in your company, but you don't get it out and there's no taxation. So that's super interesting for startups, people who are just starting their businesses because at the beginning of a business, uh, you don't have uh, like a revenue or anything. And if you get taxed, like it's very difficult to launch your business so it's uh, it's not just the, the digital framework that you have but a whole understanding of the estonian government on how digital nomads and entrepreneurs uh, international entrepreneurs uh, would like to conduct a business nice so i see that that really an estonian company is is great to reinvest the profits because also i wonder if i want to take out money I have to pay tax in Estonia, and then I probably have to pay tax also in Spain or in the UK. Is that is that true? Yes. Uh, well, actually, if you assign yourself the most 
common ways of distributing money to you personally is through dividends or salary. In that case, a small fraction of these are taxed in Estonia when you get them out. And if you are a resident in any other country, say you live long term in Spain or Germany or any other country, and then the rest of this income is taxed in your country of residence according to the tax law of your country. Ah, okay. So um, you, you get a salary and this is taxed with, with your Spanish or with, with your own home country personal tax, tax amount like that? It's like, for, for instance, if you assign yourself a salary, a small fraction of your salary is called the board member salary. And it's the salary that uh, you get supposedly for the actions that you perform as a board member of your company. That yeah, actions yeah. are supposed to be taking place in Estonia, so they are taxed in Estonia. But the vast majority of your salary is called the employee salary. And that salary is taxed only in your country of residence if you happen to have one or, or if you are not a digital nomad. Okay, so you probably also only pay yourself a low, a low salary because you can. It's better maybe to keep the uh, the money in, in the company and get these compound interests. Um, how do you do it? Uh, do you pay yourself a higher salary, or are you you are you keeping it in the company? Yeah, the, the nice thing about this unique taxation system is that you can like you have a lot of flexibility when it comes to how uh, you want to manage your benefits and how you when you want to get them out and be taxed uh, so you mm -hmm. can actually as you have like lots of expenses that are just justified business expenses all those are virtually tax free because it's money that is reinvested in the company so you mm -hmm. only need to worry about things that you use on a regular basis or on your daily life like groceries and stuff like that so you can really, if you have a, like a humble life, you can have like a business in Estonia mm. and have this flexibility. Yeah. And if you if compared to a company you can maybe create in the UK or in, in, in Spain, there you have the, the, the disadvantage that you cannot have, you don't have these digital processes. So that's like so, so easy. And is there also, I mean, you can also keep your revenue within the company or are you paying taxes if you just keep your uh, revenue within the company in Spain? Yeah, in Spain and in the same, in the rest of European countries, it's the same. Uh, you start paying from the very first euro that you get into your company. So that's in Spain, especially Spain is like a terrible country for entrepreneurs because on top of that yeah. taxes, you yeah. have to pay like, uh, you, you probably know, uh, <laughs> you have to yeah, pay something that I we do. call the... <laughs> Autonomo, quota autonomo, which is a freelancer fee, which uh, if you are uh, the uh, if you are the owner of a company, this starts from 340 every month, regardless of whether you had any income that month. So even if you don't earn a single euro, you will have to pay 340 euros plus taxes. So that's like crazy. That's really crazy. It's not in Germany. You don't pay any fixed fee per month for your for your company. Yeah, yeah. Spain is pretty. <laughs> And you you mentioned how the, you, you mentioned the process how to how to create your business in Estonia um, and you said all the advantages but are there also some disadvantages because in your blog I read the article about the the shame of digital nomad list or companies that are not very helpful for digital nomads and for example you tried to buy a MacBook with your Estonian business and it was not possible are there any other disadvantages? I also looked if I can, for example, if you have an Estonian business, you may want to have an Estonian mobile contract 
And then you, for example, you have only the German, uh, Estonian and Russian language. So you have to figure out how to, how to order your mobile phone and stuff. Um, are there any other disadvantages uh, where you have to maybe invest more time or where it's not so simple to use an Estonian business? Well, <laughs> you know, this whole digital nomad thing, it's just starting to gain popularity and, and countries and companies have yet to adapt uh, to this new wave of, of people who want to live location independent. So I guess it's it's going to take some time. There are uh, especially governments, and that's where Estonia really shines as, the, as a pioneer, but also companies like the big companies, even companies like Apple, that you will expect Apple to be like super looking forward, innovative company. But when it comes to, you know, digital nomads and everything, they are still rooted in the old world. So it's very difficult for me. It was very difficult to buy this laptop for my company because I was buying it in Spain and my company was in Estonia. So this is crazy because Spain and, and Estonia are both European countries. So there should be no problem, you know, in getting the laptop. And also, yeah, you will you will have problems not due to the fact that you have a company in Estonia, but due to the fact that you are a digital nomad. It's the situation where your country of residence, if you have one, is not the same as the country where you have your company, and it's not the same as probably your phone number. So that's why I got my Estonian phone number, to have it at least in the same country as my company. So yeah, but it still has some work to do by governments and, and, and big companies, yes. Yeah, you also mentioned these, these Amazon affiliate, that it's not possible to use it in different companies, but uh, in different countries, but that's not related to Estonian, to Estonia. So, but in general, they haven't, you haven't had too many issues except the MacBook and maybe the phone. The rest works well or not? What, what about the tax declaration you have to do? Is that easy? Yeah, well, the, the, having a, for me, having a company in Estonia really changed my life because it, it allowed me to focus on my business or my businesses and, you know, get, uh, forget about the paperwork, the red tape, the administrative thing and, and etc. And for me in Spain, it was a nightmare, uh, literally a nightmare paying my taxes. I will actually wake up in the middle of the night, super stressed because for some tax stuff with the tax office. And I always tell this story about uh, my last, during my last honeymoon, not honeymoon, but, uh, you know, the anniversary mm. of my wedding. We were in the Canary Islands, like celebrating. And I forgot the day before leaving to the airport, I forgot to pay my taxes. So I got an email from my accountant and when I was in, in the Canary Islands, you know, close to the swimming pool, like I'm super <laughs> relaxed. And I get the big mistake of checking the email. And there was this email and all I had to do was log in. She had prepared the, the payment of the taxes for the company and everything. All I had to do was log in into my mobile phone with my fingerprint. And that was it. I paid my taxes in two minutes, like literally two minutes. And it was super awesome. Amazing. That's when I thought, wow, this is really a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I that, that sounds really amazing. And Taking that into account, would you recommend building a company in Estonia for non-digital nomads? So maybe I'm living in Barcelona for the next five years and I'm quite happy. I, I'm working here and this is actually true actually. So I, I'm working and then on the side I have, you know, different side hustles and different and I have a business, but I'm not planning on being a digital nomad. Would you still recommend building or, or 
putting my business or starting the business in Estonia? Yeah, well, the e-residency program has been thought especially for digital nomads, has been signed with digital nomads in mind, because as I mentioned, the, the world is not ready yet for the digital nomads. So if you have a company in a different country from where you live in, like that's not that's something that didn't happen before it's something new and then the the governments are not ready for that so right now the the residency program is valid like for lots of different scenarios like imagine startups with international members one of them is living in the uk another is living in germany another one is living in spain or for digital nomads but the problem if you are you are the only owner of your company and you live in say spain like in your case in barcelona you have the problem that uh, if all your activities performed in Barcelona, uh, it might get to the point where Spain may claim that you have a permanent establishment in, in, in Spain. And as all your activities perform in Spain, it will claim that your company should pay taxes in, in Spain. That's something that may happen. So that's why the residency program is not for everyone, it's especially for people who want to achieve this uh, location independence and who want to be free to roam around the world without worrying about their companies. But it may not be the perfect solution for, for everyone, of course. I I think this is something from the past, actually, because if I do all my work, all my job with just my laptop and I can do it everywhere in the world, how can a, a country claim that my work is performing a country? It's like something from the past. I'm working in the cloud. You know, I'm working remotely on the internet from with my laptop. So why tie me to a, a country just because I am living there? That's legacy rules, maybe mm, because um, so when the rules were made, there was no cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. People had their office. And I think also they still want to stick to this employee and office thing because it's the easiest way to get money from people and citizens so i'm i guess they don't have any incentive to change that yeah, except there's some so. some competition between the countries and i mean for estonia it's a cool thing that they're, they're such a small country but they can get more tax revenue by people from other countries that's really cool smart move from them yeah that's true yeah very smart yeah mm. that's really cool and that's very important what you're saying that it's not really for everyone so if your business is in one place and you're thinking of staying in that place for quite a long time then maybe Estonia is not the best option so that's that's important to know I didn't know that yeah. and yeah moving back to your businesses like specifically you say so you have several three is that correct yes. and they're all in I guess they were all built in Estonia yes. <laughs> <laughs> could you tell us a bit more about your tu empresa in Estonia like that business that helps people start their own businesses in Estonia. So <laughs> could you explain a bit what, what that's about and how you help people um, do that? Yeah, as you know, well, as I mentioned, for me, like opening my company in Estonia, what's such a game changer in my life? It was like, it changed my life. So I really, it really inspired me to help other entrepreneurs in, in the same situation I was. And that's why To Empress in Estonia was born. It's like, uh, I help, uh, even if you can do everything online, It's always better if someone does all the work for you and allows you to focus on growing your business, which is what I guess all of us want. 
So that was the idea to take care of everything. So that's what Empress and Estonia does. It registers the company and takes care of the bookkeeping, the accountancy, taxes, and everything. So you just need to upload your invoices and, and, and grow your business. You know? So you have some employees or some automation to do that? So how many employees or freelancer or whatever do you have to, to run this business? We're four right now. Even though I'm in the micropreneur you know, mindset of staying small, I like to, yeah, I, I, you always need help. And so basically accountants in Estonia and people, you know, from IT and customer support and everything. And that's uh, one of the coolest thing about how Estonia did this smart move, because sooner or later, if your business goes well, if your business thrives, you're going to hire people. And if you are going to hire people, you're going to create employment and that means taxes for Estonia. So I guess their tax system and everything and all this e-residency thing, what it, it's all about bringing business to Estonia and bring, bringing employment. And as you mentioned, it's a way for this small Baltic country to really grow and attract a lot of business. Yeah, it's a very clever move from Estonia and I think they're really benefiting a lot of people. And so it's really great. Frohes Fest! Fest! Merry Christmas and Joyeux Noël! Feliz Navidad! Ho, ho, ho! We start our mega giveaway Christmas challenge. Hello, everyone. So, yeah, we've got a very exciting giveaway challenge here at Financial Independence Europe podcast taking place in the next three weeks. The winners will be announced on the 23rd of December. But one second, Alvar, why again are we doing this giveaway? Really good question, Araminta. So we actually got a couple of reasons. We would just really like to spread the word of Avai, connect with more people around the EU, and also, to be blunt, get a couple more iTunes reviews. But I'm also curious, Matthias, how the heck do I do this? How do I participate? It's very simple. You just go to xmas.financial-independence.eu and you find all the details written there. And by the way, the more you share, the more love you'll get from Araminta and all of us. Yeah, very important. The more you share, the more points you get, more likely you are to win. Woo. And wait, what are you exactly supposed to win? So the prizes are, number one, a free ticket to the Financial Independence Retreat next year. Very exciting. Woo-hoo. The second prize is one hour of coaching with the one and only Ken, founder of the award-winning site, The Humble Penny. Or you can also have one hour of coaching with us, the Fight Europe team. Third prize is the sustainable frugal package, some cool items from Amazon, very excited, and you will get that delivered at your doorstep. Fourth prize are some hand-picked top financial independence books, and for everyone who enters, a bonus episode for 2019, no more saying anything there. If you want more details, go to xmas.financial-independence.eu and you'll find more information there. Looking forward to hearing from you and... Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! In the FI community, we're always, we're quite into, you know, like side hustles and doing something on the side that will earn you a bit of money. And I'm wondering, at what point should my side hustle become a business? Like, so imagine I'm doing a bit of work online, I'm earning a bit of money. At what point should that turn into a business? At what point should I go onto the e-residency program and be like, okay, right, now I should base it in Estonia, in your experience? Well, the nice thing about the residency in Estonia is that you can start right away because unlike, you know, other countries like Spain and you don't have, you have virtually uh, almost zero costs if you have, if you don't distribute dividends or salaries. So it's very nice to have it as a side project 
a legal framework to do your activity while you are launching or trying to get it some traction and everything. And I will say as soon as you start having revenue, it's a nice thing to have to have this. Okay. So we're also quite interested in, so you're managing three businesses at the same time. That's pretty impressive. What are your plans for the future with these three businesses? You're not in maybe the, the FI community. I, I don't know how much you know about financial dependence and, and all that, but we're interested in knowing what are your goals with all these all this digital nomading and, and working online? What are, what are your plans for the future? Well, my idea is to focus right now on Compressa Estonia because it's growing quite fast. And at the same time, I, I keep Digital Lives because it's another one of my businesses, which is more focused on development and developing apps and everything because it's always like a nice way of keeping in touch with my technical, you know, roots, my developer side. And, and But in the future, I will really love to get to a point where I can focus on the blog and, and writing a lot because as time goes by, I, I find myself writing more and enjoying writing a lot more. So, yeah, it's a bit difficult, you know, to try to keep these businesses. But if you... If you like automate everything, it's it's all about automation and being able to have these businesses running in parallel with as less intervention from you as possible. Yes, yep. he also talked with another entrepreneur, Ben, last week, and he also told us he, he has this kind of similar business like um, building websites and, and apps, and he automated a lot of it in this agency. So maybe so he's spending like one hour of work per day. So maybe you could connect to him or maybe you can also automated like that that you have more time for your future businesses but i also for myself i'm also in tech and i also think it's important or i also want to be connected still be connected to the technical improvements and innovation and also to try things out uh, technical things because yeah it's, it's the truth because <laughs> it's kind of the truth that you know how things work and that you also also are able to to build things yourself so i think it's really cool to keep this skill yeah i will say that Actually, what you mentioned, it's it's true. It's it's not only cool, but I would say that every micropreneur or every entrepreneur who aspires to build something should have at least a small knowledge of, of how to build things, how to build a website or a, a minimum viable product, even if someone else is going to do it in the long run, but you should know how to do it to minimize the costs of starting and everything. Yes, so at least get a, a proof of concept or prototype and even if it's just clicked together with different tools or some workflows yeah yeah that's really important i guess uh, i have also a couple of other questions maybe you can have three quick questions i really want to talk or i'm interested what your opinion and then we can maybe wrap it up so can you you have this daily stoic blog in your on your website and you wrote one article every day about a challenge you found in a book, which I also uh, have. Can you say what's the difference or do you, have you recognized any difference in your life or behavior um, since you're doing it? Yeah, well, actually, I never thought it will like, you know, go anywhere like, but uh, yeah, it made a difference. I think the fact that I committed to write a daily article on the Daily Stoic uh, helped a lot because you had to really think about what you're reading and really form an opinion and, and try to apply that short meditation that you read every day to your daily life. And in my case, it made a difference. I, I can say 
confidently that I'm a different person from the one I was in the 1st of January. That's sure for everybody, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> also especially if you're doing an exercise every day. And I also really like the book, so maybe we can link it in the, in the show notes um, that other people can also do it maybe because it's in January they can start first of January they can also take the challenge and maybe also create a blog to reflect what's experienced another short question I would like to ask is on your blog you receive also money with uh, cryptocurrency uh, I haven't followed the topic for a couple of months are you still invested there what do you think about this cryptocurrency right now what's the state of it or have you also not followed it <laughs> yeah no right now the market's like going down these days so if you have like a big investment in crypto i know you should keep your mind cool <laughs> you know as they say but yeah crypto is for me it's like the future i really hope it will like take off but there are still lots of questions open questions about it you know from the energy consumption of of the different uh, cryptocurrency networks to how they're going to you know live with normal banks and the normal governments. You know, there's this clash between the the old world, the traditional banks and the governments and the new world. And we need to get a, a way to get them together without, you know, the hype of, you know, sometimes the cryptocurrency world is like super hype, like cryptocurrency is going to solve everything or blockchain is going to solve everything. No, it's like, I think it's the future. It's going to be the what the internet was for the world. Cryptocurrencies and, and blockchain is going to be probably the next big innovation, but we need to conduct it in a responsible way. Yes, and I also read that it takes until 2025, the year 2025, until it's really implemented well and yeah, well done and also really working. So I think there's a long time until it's adopted in a, in a wide range of areas. But mm. yes, at least now the hype is over and... <laughs> The people are working constructively on, on this topic. So one last question. So I just wanted to ask, <laughs> why is that that you don't like the startup bubble or what, what's wrong with this? Yeah, well, you know, that's a very, very, very personal opinion. Ah. You know, it's based on my experiences. But mm -hmm. you know that for me, the my startup experience was that there is a whole community of people living off, you know, a, a kind of communal hype like where the when the importance of what you're doing is getting investment and you know rising a lot of getting a lot of users growing 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 and then selling your company you're not building anything relevant or anything innovative you don't care about what you're selling you're just growing to sell and that's uh, grown I, I think that's why i became a micropreneur because i wanted to do a business that was important or had some value for me first and that was uh, doing something valuable for other people. So the, the goal of the business was not selling the business, but building something that the people will find useful, will change their lives and, and of course, living out of it. You know, that's why sometimes I, I got the feeling when I was in the I was in the Google campus and to have some accelerators and some startup communities and My experience, personal experience was that all these people were like professional beggars that were trying to raise money. Very, very few of the startups I met had really a, a real passion of I'm going to change the world or I want to do something useful. Okay, yeah. so you say they, they, they should better focus on, on the impact and not just thinking about the money and the sales. 
but yeah, trying to build a sustainable business and focus on the impact and then money will follow. And maybe also they shouldn't, shouldn't be involved too much into this whole startup hype that's around this, the startups. It's maybe a bit like the dot-com bubble where everyone was just uh, putting dot-com at the end of their business to make it seem like it was an internet business and then poof, it exploded. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's, it's not. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, when you have like, reality show devoted to startups and everything and your and your neighbor it's like telling you how he's going to start a startup oh, yeah. you know that there's something wrong there <laughs> but, but i think that's now yeah and everyone what... has the word blockchain now in their company <laughs> to yeah make, <laughs> to make it seem like it's the next new thing and ai yeah okay so just uh wrapping up you you're maybe not as into the financial independence world as we are but um, we, we wanted to touch a bit on the topic, and it's one of our last final questions is, what is your view on financial independence on the community as someone who is a digital nomad and someone who is, you know, more flexible with their time, who has more freedom to do what they really want, who is building several businesses? Would you consider yourself already financially independent? Yeah, I will say so. Not financial independence in the sense that I don't have to work yet. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> but I really love this whole transformation that has taken place uh, lately. I'm, I'm late to the game because I'm 30 something, 30, close to 40. And, but I love that there's people who don't want to spend the rest of their life in a cubicle anymore. And they want to travel the world and build a business instead of, you know, trying to be, to go for a career and get a job and spend 40 years in an office. I really love this transformation. I want, I wanted to be part of it. And I'm on it. I really love that. Yeah, and, and what you're doing, I mean, what you're currently doing, some people would call it already financial independence because you essentially work when you want and you get to travel and work wherever you want. So even if you're still working, you're enjoying it. For some people, that's enough. They don't really need to reach financial independence after that. As long as you have, you know, a few savings in the bank and you're not going to go broke, that's pretty much, yeah, what we're all aiming for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I guess yeah. uh, and it's amazing that there are more and more people, you know, people in 20 years are going to be working in things that don't exist nowadays. Even Just like today, there are people working on there being YouTubers or, I don't know, bloggers. That was impossible 20 years ago. I think financial independence, the way that we think about jobs and uh, our work, it's going to change radically in 20 years. Yep. That's true for sure um so yeah good luck with um striving for financial independence um, but i guess you don't there's no need uh, for it as long as you have several businesses and you can also do some music um i uh, by the way i also listened to your music yesterday <laughs> i really it was really calm and you could focus it was really nice so maybe people can check out your Bandcamp account and for example listen to matre and yes maybe we can also Thank link you. it in the show notes <laughs> So I I also want to wrap it up then. Ignacio, can you, we have some standard questions at the end always. So where can people find you online? What's the best way to, to connect with you? Well, um, you can find my blogging uh, side in Micropreneur Life. That's where I write about entrepreneurship and the digital nomad lifestyle and even about financial independence. And if you want to know more about Having a location independent business, you can go to to empresanestonia.com. Yeah, send us a message. Awesome. Question number two What is one resource not well known that you would recommend? It could be a blog, a podcast, anything. 
Well, there are lots, lots of them. <laughs> but I will say, if you go for a book, Poor Dad, Rich Dad, which is awesome. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the one that will, yeah, and will put you in the right mindset. And for me, something that may not look like related to financial independence, but it was, was the Minimalist com. I really love these guys and they have a podcast too and they're amazing. Yeah, I love these guys. Is it? These, I know them, yeah. Cool. And is there any actionable tip for someone, for example, if somebody wants to go FI, uh, what actionable tip could you give them to, to get started? Yeah, just start and make mistakes. Don't be perfectionist. Don't try to do it right. Just do it and you're going to fail miserably the first time, the second time, probably the third time. But eventually, you need to uh, know if you want to build a career and a job or you want to build your financial independence and take the right actions in the right direction. Love that. Okay, Ignacio, thank you very much. This was really interesting. I think one day I will be building a business in Estonia. I will maybe let you know when that happens <laughs> and we can, uh, <laughs> you can help me out a bit here. And yeah, so awesome interview. Thank you very much, Ignacio. Wish you the best of luck. And yeah, maybe we'll, we'll interview you in a, in a year and see what's up. It'd be cool to see. Hopefully yeah. this podcast. And also sure. see you in person in Riga or in Bali. Yeah, or yeah. Else. See you in Australia. <laughs> see you somewhere over there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Thank you. It was super awesome having for you to have me. And yeah, I'm really thankful. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Have a nice bye. day, Ignacio. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.